0: Welcome to 24 Karis. I'm Kelly Johnson, the founder and CEO of Karis by KJE I'm here with the leadership team today, and we're going to talk about the importance of communications within the diversity, equity, and inclusion space. So you will remember Annalise and Devin. Um, we're going to dive right in y'all and talk about like why is communication so important to the work that we do? Because you would kind of think that, like, programs are what's most important when it comes to DEI or like the initiatives. Let's let's talk about why, why communications? Why is that
1: important? Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is the fact that everyone is in a different place um different mindset when it comes to DEI, They're, they may be at a different point on the journey, so to speak. Um, so really thinking through kind of how all of these people are potentially, you know, in your, um, within your organization. Um, so there's different different points of view, different mindsets, different opinions. So being able to think through, you know, the organization's stance on it, but how to communicate it effectively so that it will resonate with everyone that it's, you know on all these different spectrums yeah
2: yeah and I think it's always a natural expectation maybe from employees to hear from leadership on certain topics especially topics that uh, can potentially influence other things um, you know not just you know in the in the company but other external things as well that could potentially have an impact um, to the company or to the to the company's initiative. So I think there's almost that expectation nowadays to to have some form of statement uh, when it comes to topics that are potentially divisive, right? That's a key word, I think,
0: expectations. So in some of the clients that we work with and in even other organizations that we see them perhaps issue a statement or not issue a statement, Um, let's talk about what helps organizations get it right and what sometimes causes organizations to potentially miss the mark when it comes to communicating about really timely,
1: potentially sensitive issues. I think that it's being proactive and not reactive. So I know some organizations kind of know where they stand, they know what they believe in, what their values are, and so being able to communicate when something happens might be a little bit easier because they know they already know their position on it. Um, so for organizations that you know don't really know their position, or they may be new to DEI or whatever it is, it might take them a little bit longer to figure out what that right message is for them as an organization.
2: Yeah, and it's also sometimes challenging to balance the mix of, the different points of view, right? Because in one organization, even in the leadership team, could be split in how you know they view certain topics, right? And um, it's coming to a statement or a communication to the broader employee population that is still inclusive of the different beliefs. Um, but so crafting that message can be kind of tricky, and going through it internally, without in the absence of a process or a structure, could lead to a lot of back and forth and, um, you know, potentially delay uh, the needed communication. So timing is everything too, right? (laughs) If you say something too too late, it's like, well, that happened like three days ago. And you need to be more proactive with your communication as Devin said.
1: Yeah, that makes me think about um, an organization that we worked with, I think it was last year, um, you know, developing a, a DEI, kind of crisis communications plan so that they had a process in place so when something happens they could work a little bit faster to respond whether it's internally or externally or both Um, but being able to have that kind of checks and balances in place you know we can pull the trigger get the group together and you know get going we see that a lot
0: i mean we see organizations struggle with what do i say but also how do i say it um, how do I? What's the best way to get the message out there? If you're publicly traded, it adds a an additional layer of complexity, perhaps. Um, and I think if if you don't do the work before an issue hits, then to your point, it's you know a week later, and you're now finally saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit about. Um, I personally feel like the expectation has changed and evolved over the years from employees like I think employees expect more from the organizations they work for but that's my opinion so I want to hear what do you all think do you feel like employees expect companies to do things differently and if so how
2: I mean having come from you know many different corporations and companies that I've worked for I think it has evolved um, where it used to be very like you keep away from topics about politics or religion or things like that in the workplace because you don't want to have those contentious different views and maybe less Uh, there was less willingness for companies in the past to really make statements bold statements that show what side of the fence you sit on whatever the topic is right I think you'll see nowadays um, with the recent um, topics that arise whether it's with the gun control issues or the Roe v Wade or whatever issues that have come up um, there are companies that are taking a strong stance one side or the other there are some that are neutral but still you know inclusive in their statements uh, about where they stand so to answer your question i think there is that expectation from employees because in the absence of communication ass- assumptions will be formed and some of those assumptions may not be in a positive light for the company's brand Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. and i think people now um I maybe mean, i don't know younger generation <laughs> they want they want a holistic approach to their life, right? They want to be able to go to work and show up as, as themselves. They want to know that they're working for an organization that, you know, their values align, right? Um, and not even just working for, I think, where are we spending our money, right? We want to spend our money um, with organizations that align with our values, that we believe in that we trust. Um, so the expectation, the stakes are a lot higher, I think, now than they were maybe years ago. Yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, a big portion of my career, I started in
0: corporate communications and, you know, back in the day, uh, not to age myself, (laughs) but back in the day, we really didn't have to worry about commenting on social issues. It was all about branding the company. It was all about, you know, communicating, you know, managing shareholder expectations and perceptions. Um, And so I'm curious, what do you all think caused the shift? Like, why? Like, because bad stuff was happening 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 30
2: years ago, but why the shift? I think a lot of it to do to um, with, there's been a big push for diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in companies that, whereas maybe 20 years ago or whatever, it, it maybe wasn't a sole focus. We didn't have, diversity teams or diversity officers or, you know, dedicated resources to really focus on this topic. So I think as you focus on it, as you educate your population, your employee population, they have now developed an expectation. Well, you said at my training that we're going to be inclusive. That statement was not inclusive, right? And so there's almost that as you educate people, they become more aware. And so they have that developed expectation. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like they're holding the organization accountable for what they said they were going to do. And I think that's the, it's almost like uh, employees are recognizing their power in the situation in some ways. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like you value me as an employee, I bring X, Y, and Z to the table, so I expect, you know, A, B, C. Um, Yeah.
0: I think that those are all really important points because... I do think that it's a combination of people no longer want to work and leave 90% of who they are at home, right? Like we want to be able to be more fully ourselves at work. That means that we want to work for organizations that align with our values to a degree. And if we say we believe this or if we say this is a value, then our actions should demonstrate it. And so I think that that's definitely a part of the... the 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 dynamic or the shift um, that's happened and I agree I do think that organizations have been on the DEI journey or evolution for a long time and so there should be these proof points that come out there should be evidence that yes we've been training you we've been talking about it we we said we have a commitment to hiring and promoting a, a variety of people But that means when things happen in the world that are counter to the values that we say we have, if we are silent, are we not yet complicit?
1: Yeah.
2: I I agree with that. Because, like I said, I mean, in the absence of information, that's where assumptions are formed. Mm -hmm. And you don't want negative assumptions being formed, especially one that can impact your brand. um, Because all the work that you're doing as an organization to help promote and build up your brand I mean just by being silent Mm -hmm. can can cause you know adverse effects to that effort
1: yeah yeah
2: I think the other piece um, to that is social
1: media now as well Mm -hmm. everything is recorded everything is on display it's you know it's a heightened level of of awareness on what organizations are doing what leaders are doing what they're saying even in their personal lives and how that's impacting um, them at work as well so there's there's like a no even higher level of accountability, I think, for even individuals within the organization.
2: And you bring up a good point about social media. I mean, obviously that was not rampant 20 years <laughs> ago, um, but the speed in which you communicate, mm-hmm. which is important to your point earlier, Devin, about the, the client that we had that has now a structure. So there's trigger points like, OK, if this happens, who all needs to be involved and it's very like structured process. So it's not scrambling like, oh, what do we say? What do we do? We still have to talk about what we say, but I think getting the right people in the room and, um, having that structure. So, you know, when something happens, cause we can't plan for Supreme Court or whoever to to have different decisions that impact um to impact how we communicate, but the speed in which I mean I was seeing things come out very quickly on social media. I mean, wow, like the company already put the stance out and the communication out. Um, and the ones that are left behind are the ones that are like, What do we say? Right. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. so we talk a lot about culture transformation. I mean it's all it's all we talk about. Um, and just Ultimately, that it's it's change management. So let's talk about communicating about social issues, DEI issues. How how does that support or not change management and the whole the entire sort of culture transformation process?
2: Well, change management always um, stems back to the people and how you communicate to them. One thing that I just wanted to point out too on communications is. Um, it's also the, the levels of communication, right? The, the method in which you communicate, because we could have very good intentions about the message and what would, but if it's only accessible to a par- portion of your population and you leave out, you know, the other portion that doesn't have access to email or doesn't have access to your intranet or something like that, but that's the larger portion of your population, then there could be a miss there too, right? So I think that to say, bringing it back to the change management piece, you've got to look at all the aspects of um, the message, how you communicate, um, the why behind it, um, and the method in which you do it. And then you've got to have key stakeholders involved in that discussion as well, right, that the can act as change agents for you. That's so good. Yes. <laughs> That's it. I hope y'all are taking notes. <laughs> yeah. That was really good. Yes. Um,
1: I think the only thing I would add to that is I think the in many ways the DEI communications piece is it's heavily with like on the organization side so we talk about the individual in their process to get to culture transformation and, and how that works um, how that works in the process but that the communications around all of that and how we are bringing people along the journey is so important because if we're, if we're dragging them kicking and screaming it's probably not going to get us where we really want to be in the end. Um, so being intentional about what we're communicating, how we're communicating, who we're communicating it to um, is, is really crucial if we want to make sure that the, the transformation that we're hoping for is realized in the end.
0: And I think you know just a kind of couple points before we wrap up you know we're coming out of a two-year global pandemic you know the economy is a little in flux we know inflation is really high so the last two years have been really challenging but I think I go back to some research I looked at by cone cone research this was probably a good 10 or 15 years ago, and it was looking at, at the time, I think it was looking at millennials and, you know, their expectations of brands that they wanted to, like, spend their money with or on. And, of course, the social, the community service, the community support was a a factor in purchasing decisions. And so I feel like, you know, coming out of the last two years that we've survived, And just that evolution, and maybe maturity—the maturity maturity of—I think ten years ago, people were like, "Well, I'm going to be careful how I spend my money." I think that awareness really started to grow and heighten. Um, Brands who are, you know, you know, buy a pair of shoes with Toms, and they'll donate a pair of shoes. You know, people want to feel like their money is getting a lot of mileage. But I think now, as employees, people are saying, "I want my time." to to really be maximized and multiplied you know that i know that if i'm working for a company that that reflects my values to a degree that i'm I'm sort of getting a two for one there's this bigger bigger impact that i can make any thoughts about that
1: a thought that came up for me is that the, the extension of the brand, like your employees are an extension of your brand and they're kind of, I won't say free marketers, but you know, it's another, another way to market the organization. So if you have employees that are bought in, that believe in your mission, align with your values, they're going to be proud to go to the grocery store in your hat or your shirt or something like that. Um, and you know they're they're spreading your brand awareness so I think that's an, another kind of piece to think about as a leader of an organization on why we should communicate about DEI in our stance and really you know bringing employees along.
0: That's good. Yeah. And
2: Elise, any thoughts? I think y- y'all said it really well. <laughs> I mean I shop the brands that I shop for because I want to contribute to their cause too and the, and quite the opposite, right? When there's a company that maybe doesn't share the same values as me, I tend to not Mm -hmm. uh, go there. So valid point on that, the branding piece.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think with the great resignation, we saw employees choosing, um, you know, maybe the culture of the organization just doesn't work for me. I think there's a lower tolerance, a lower threshold where employees are just not willing to spend 80% of their lives working because that's the reality that we spend so much time at work then it it should matter it should count and i think people are looking for a, a greater sense of belonging and fulfillment at the place they work and so communicating and really walking the walk not just talking a good game is is really critical to to that employee experience so all right, we'll keep the conversation going. Uh, this has been such a great start to a series that we are hosting about the role of communications in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, stay tuned for more with 24Keras, where we help you live your commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion 24-7.